In the beginning, there was only the empty void known as chaos. Then, from the formless void, three deities sprung. Gia, the Earth. Tartarus, the Underworld. And Eros, love. Once love was there, the Earth and the Underworld were able to create and shape all things known and unknown in the universe. Chaos gave birth to Erebus, darkness, and Nyx, night. Erebus and Nyx united to create Aether, the bright upper air, and Hemera, the day. Afterward, Nyx became feared by everyone, save her brother, so she left and created a family of dark, haunting forces by herself. Among these forces were Moros, fate, care, doom, Thanatos, death, Hypnos, sleep, Jeras, old age, Nemesis, revenge, and Momos, blame. Meanwhile, Gia created Uranus, the starry sky, who became her husband. Together they created the Cyclops, the hundred-handed the hundred-handed Hecatonuses, and the twelve Titans. However, Uranus hated his children and didn't want didn't want to allow them to see the light of day. To do this, he imprisoned them deep within the hidden places of the earth. This greatly angered Gia, and she began to plot with her children against her husband. She created a harp, a type of sickle, and attempted to incite her children to strike down her husband. All were too frightened, save the youngest titan, Kronos. Gia set a tap with Kronos, and as Uranus returned home one night, Kronos impaled him with the harpy and cast his organs into the sea. The blood that hit the ground due to this betrayal created the giants the Mali, and the Iranis. From the sea foam that was produced when his organs were cast into the ocean, Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty, was born. After this, Kronos became the next ruler. He re-imprisoned the Cyclops and the Hundred-Handed Ones in Tartarus, and he set the dragoness Compe to guard them. He then wed the titaness Rhea and had five children. However, a prophecy given by both Gia and Uranus had said that Kronos would be overthrown by one of his sons. So Kronos proceeded to each of them, to eat each of them, at their time of birth. Obviously, this somewhat distressed Rhea, so just like Gia before her, she began to plot against her husband. When it was time for her to give birth to her sixth child, she hid herself on the island of Crete, and gave the baby to the nymphs there to watch over. To trick her husband, she wrapped a stone in blankets and gave it to Kronos. Being unaware of her intentions, Kronos swallowed the stone and continued on with his life. The child hidden on Crete was named Zeus and was raised by the nymphs Adristella and Ida, along with the she-goat Amalthea. Zeus quickly grew into his youth in a cave on the Cretan Mount Ida. When time came, he asked his future wife, the titaness Melites, for advice on how to defeat Kronos. 
She whipped up a potion that looked exactly like Cronus's favorite wine. However, it was designed to make him vomit for ages. Zeus left Crete and disguised himself as Cronus's cupbearer, successfully slipping the potion to the Titan. The plan went off perfectly. Cronus vomited up Zeus's five siblings, but only after throwing up the stone, which was later named Omphalos and put up at Delphi. Thankfully, Zeus's siblings, Hestia, Demeter, Hera, Hades, and Poseidon, set Zeus as their leader. However, even after all these events, Kronos was still in command, and he was not yet defeated. He was too old to protect himself against the full force of all the new gods, but instead, he enlisted the help of his fellow titans, who also feared the new generation of gods. This enlistment led into a decade-long war between the gods and the titans, remembered by the following generations as the Titanomachy. Titanomachy, the weird name. Atlas became the leader of the Titans' new army, and led them to many victories. At one point, it almost looked like Zeus would be defeated. However, with the advice of Gia, Zeus went to Tartarus and freed the Cyclops and the Hundred-Handed Ones. The Cyclops were overwhelmed with gratitude and built Zeus his signature lightning bolt, along with a trident for Poseidon, and a helmet of invisibility for Hades. Even with these weapons in the gods' arsenal, the war would still not be won as a result of brute force. In a plan, possibly devised by the titan Prometheus, who had deserted from the titan's army beforehand, the hundred-handed ones picked up boulders and Zeus retreated his forces, just in time for the sky to start raining rock, causing the titans to think that the mountains were falling upon them. Their army retreated, and Zeus could finally consider himself the ruler of the universe. He exiled the Titans to Tartarus, with the exception of Atlas, who he punished with the prison of holding the sky on his shoulders. Zeus's power was still challenged a few times after this war. The most notable is when Gia, outraged by the imprisonment of her children, issued forth one more child of hers, Typhon. Typhon was so fearsome that most of the gods fled at the very sight of him. Zeus didn't retreat, however and after multiple battles, he used the power of his lightning bolts to strike the monster and bury him under Mount Etna in Sicily. Some say you can still hear him growling under the volcano today. After these, after these battles, the Earth lacked only two things, man and animals. Zeus summoned the good titans Prometheus and Epimetheus and sent them to Earth to create man and animals and bestow a gift upon each of them. As, Epime as Epithemius worked on his animals, he gave each of them a gift, and when Prometheus finally finished creating man, he went to Epimetheus to collect the gift that was supposed to be given to man. Epimetheus informed him that he had foolishly used all of the gifts that Zeus had given him, and that the distressed Prometheus decided to give man fire, even though the only ones that were supposed to have fire were the gods. The next morning, when the sun god rode out, Prometheus took some of the fire and gave it to man. He taught them how to use it, and then left them. Zeus was furious when he found out, and ordered Prometheus to be chained to a rock, and his liver to be pecked out by an eagle each day. Then he decided he must punish mankind.
because obviously this was all their fault. One of Zeus's sons created a woman of great beauty known as Pandora. Each of the gods were to give her a gift. This is where Zeus's punishment came into play. His gift for Pandora was curiosity, and a box that he ordered her never to open. Then he presented her to Epimetheus as a wife. They lived a very happy life together, except for her, for her intense longing to open the box. She became convinced that if she opened it, it would shower her with gifts, just like the gods had done to her many years ago. One day, when Epimetheus was gone, she opened it. Out of the box came all of the horrors that plague the world today. Pain, sickness, envy, greed. And in this very creative way, all of Zeus's punishments for mankind came into fruition. Since then, mankind has lived on along with all the horrors that were released from Pandora's box. However, still remaining in that box is hope. And as long as hope remains trapped inside Pandora's box, mankind has not given up hope. So that was the Greek tale of creation. However, there are so many amazing tales to come out of Greek mythology, along with many other myths from many other cultures. I hope you all enjoyed, and please be sure to check out next week's video where I tell the creation story from the point of view of Egyptian mythology.